Hello, and welcome to LHP. Uh, joining me, as usual, uh, as he's uh, finished uh, looking for a costume in a French sex shop, Eric Sayor. I thought about doing this whole episode silent, but then I remembered we're doing a podcast. <laughs> I don't think that would work. Yeah, and I was going to, you know, like carve little etchings into a piece of film. Um, yeah. And yeah, and again, it wouldn't really work. Um, <laughs> Maybe like some weird audio distortion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't think this. <laughs> yeah. Very much like the tree from Twin Peaks. Um <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, so for this episode, we're talking about an aggressively 1996 film, uh, called, uh, Irma Vep, um, which, so, um... So the movie's called Irma Vep, right? Yeah. It's a V, but when, uh, the character of Rene says it, he says Irma Vep, mm-hmm. um... Which I don't know is is it the way it's supposed to be pronounced? Is it not? <laughs> I'm not know. very. Sh- I'm not sure. Um, I don't know if that's something in... that that actor chose to do. I don't. Uh, who um we've 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 discussed that actor before. Uh, we 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 met him on 400 Blows, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, yeah. Very interesting choice of of uh, actor to play this role. Um, yeah. But yes, uh, Irma Vep, we'll say Vep, uh, yeah. is um, Olivia Asayas' movie, a uh, director that we both um, kind of enjoy his some of his most recent work. I think we both really like Personal Shopper specifically. Yeah. Um, I really like uh, Cloud of Sils Maria too, um, another, another movie with a great uh, Kristen Stewart performance. Um, but yeah, Irma Vep is kind of in this, I guess, in a way, it got remade as an HBO miniseries last year. Um, I don't, I don't think either of us watched that really. Um, uh, mainly because I hadn't seen this yet. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. Yeah, I am kind of curious because he's the one remaking it, <laughs> which yeah. is funny because the whole the whole movie is about a remake of this uh, right. 1915, 1916 serial called Les Vampires. Um, mm. I'm gonna be saying a lot of words with a uh, French accent in this, in this, and I cannot wait to hear you pronounce them after. <laughs> um, uh, not even gonna attempt. Not even gonna try. Just gonna, just gonna, just gonna. I'm just gonna power through with my. Yeah. You got this. I believe in you. So yeah, um, Livampi, <laughs> which is yeah, this this very uh, like classic. Uh, French serial um, centered around like this group of um, I think they're like I mean they're like criminals they're 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 they steal they uh, and they have this internal power struggle uh, and among them is the character of Irma Vep this like uh, femme fatale that's controlled by the different men in that group and uh, in this remake. Uh, she's played by uh, Maggie Chung, um, one of the great uh, Hong Kong actresses, um, uh, well known for, amongst other things, in the mood for love specifically. Um, 
maybe we'll get into those movies a little bit at the end. Uh, the, she's in the Police Story movies with Jackie Chan, where she plays the love interest. Uh, I mean, she has a very long and uh, very uh, celebrated career. Um, mm-hmm. And she is also the ex-wife of Olivia Sayas. I mean, they got, she, she, like it's, there's 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 so, there's a lot of stuff that happens in this movie that's like a bit too close to real life. And this movie is also like a kind of a reevaluation of like French cinema and the place of French cinema in the nineties. Uh, how it's no longer the thing that it was. How the publics have changed. Um, there's a lot of that discussion going on there. I think overall, I, I I really I liked this a lot. I think it starts out strong and then it kind of um, it kind of loses me a bit in like the early third act, and then I kind of like the the finale of it all. Uh, how what did you think? Um, very very much the same. I didn't I didn't know what to expect going in, so I really liked the pace of it, and it's not quite. There's a kind of languid flow that I tend to expect from French cinema, and the movie's commenting on that almost in, in a number of places. Um, and this is more—it's not quite staccato, but um, it's 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 going for a very different thing. Um, I think, uh, I guess, a close comp I would go with is a almost Birdman-like, and I think it's like the you know, behind the scenes aspect that really reminds me of that. Um, and I I also just from like a historical point of view and like a craft point of view, I appreciated like the the um through a um prism look at indie cinema or just like international cinema in specifically the nineties. Um uh, that's just a very interesting subject to me and the way in which international cinema kind of still works I, I imagine it's quite different which is one of the things that makes me want to watch the remake to see if it is as much a comment on how cinema has changed from then to now um but so like there was like this sort of in that i had in that first half and change um and then it did kind of it kind of like became more of a traditional french film to me in the end um and then as as you were like recapping the film i realized that the last bit of it is it's basically the plot that they describe uh, uh the original um Vep as being like it's it's she's hypnotized by one man and then she's not quite hypnotized by another man and she's pulled back and forth um so that's interesting um now i put that together but it um it doesn't it doesn't really come to a point and i don't really need it to come to a point um but it is like oh i guess the movie's over now (laughs) i guess it's i guess it's done uh because we're going to this like um avant-garde short film that you might see in like a museum or something um so yeah it's um it's interesting i don't regret picking this i think that this was a very um uh this was a very interesting um experience so yeah 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 um, uh, i agree uh I, I do think 
I kind of like how the film builds up to the ending. It's mm -hmm. um, at least it's like it feels like the. I think the thing that I really like about this movie is that it's so much not about the director character, but yeah. he still has like an arc happening in the background. Uh, but it's it's like uh, and there's a relationship there that feels. Uh, kind of like understandable and but it's not it's it's not eight and a half right it's not like mm -hmm. centered around the struggle of the director and what he's really doing and it, it feels like the plot of this movie could have made you think that it was that or it was like a um almost like a woody allen thing of them uh of, of like a love interest it's never that and i think that's why a lot of this movie works and a lot of this movie works in the little moments. I, I, I think, um, I didn't think about the bird, uh, the Birdman connection. Uh, but this movie is a lot of it is shot kind of like Birdman. Birdman. Uh, it's like behind the head, like a, a very, like, a, um, over the shoulder camera, a lot of movement, very close, uh, very, a lot of long takes. It's, it never, um, they never go on too long. There's cuts, but it's like long take after long take in a very, uh, like in very tight quarters, um, a lot of it. And it's, it's like, it gives the movie very quickly, like a, this, this very intense energy that I think, uh, really got me in very fast. I think the beginning is, uh, is, uh, very almost like disorienting. It's like, it really follows all these characters in this, this office, like it's a film studio office and like people are talking, talking about insurance. People are talking about warehouses, like all those little yeah. minutia thing that are part of like moving, making experience. And then Maggie, Maggie Chung shows up and she is kind of, um, she's kind of like, she doesn't really know what's happening, but also she yeah. doesn't, she, she doesn't feel out of place. She has, she really has a charisma that no one else on screen has. She's so, uh, she has like a, a grace and a movement and just the performance in itself is so good. I think she, she's, she's really incredible in this. Um, yeah, she feels, she feels like an actress in the best possible way. And all the other, everybody feels like they are those roles um, yeah i mean she's she's playing yeah. herself right yeah. she's playing like a fictional version of herself the character is called maggie chung uh but mm -hmm. she uh she really feels like a star like we see kind of the other actors we see the 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 stunt woman none of them feel like a movie star she is a movie yeah. star uh exactly. uh like a very immediately noticeably um, but you also get the um you get the magnetic feeling that movie stars have but you also get the um the thing that people who aren't actors first talk about which is that like like a sense of like emptiness behind it um and it's very it's very light and but it like and part of this is like the the fact that this is a movie about somebody who's like talking in like a 
not quite a second language, but like they're talking to, but it's everybody talking to each other in English where it's very clear that they're, it's not the language that they're all comfortable with. Um, but like, she also like, she engages, but you don't get the sense that she's like starting conversations. <laughs> like she's, um, she's very much reacting and she's like taking in the moment. Um, and I, she, she manages to like pull off, both things like being very magnetic and being somebody that you want to pay attention to um but also like that sense of like an actor is kind of uh, a hollow person <laughs> as they're doing this um and, and they need to be filled by a thing by a role um uh, which is kind of paid off in this like middle sequence where um later on um but yeah, like um, I really like the way in which this depicts just a day in the life of like a film crew. Um, yeah, it, uh, that's that's something that I, I I just found interesting. The but I always find people just doing their craft very interesting. Um, and like the little like you said, the little minutia, like the fact that like one of the like assistants is a, a German guy and he's like, I don't speak English <laughs> and, and he's just like doing his job. It's like that, that feels very authentic to what I imagine uh, a French film set would be like. You just have random people there. It's like, I'm just taking you from this hallway to here. Um, and that's all I need. I just need to be able to get on the walkie and say this and get you, get to this place. Um, and like just the little conversations, the talking about being out of breath, uh, you know, the latex being too tight and all that, like all that little stuff. Um, yeah, all, all that, all that stuff really worked for me. And then how the the director, um, <laughs> the director drinking a giant bottle of Coca-Cola uh, <laughs> um, while giving like indecipherable uh, instructions to Maggie Chung. And she's just like going with it is, I don't know. If, I don't know how comedic that's meant to be, um, but it plays very comedic. Yeah, no, it's uh, very funny. It's definitely one of the funniest moments in this movie. I mean, I really like the the scene where they talk about the suit and like she's obsessed with the wrinkles in it because um, mm -hmm. you got introduced to like the um, uh, the customer uh, Zoe played by mm -hmm. Natalie Richard, and it's like. Uh, it, it's she, they're having like she's having conversation with her in English and then the other conversation in French about like how it's the whole the thing's a mess they need adjustments and all that and then they go to have lunch and they they're like oh yeah this is what he he the director showed me and it's a picture of Catwoman in Batman yes. Returns and then they talk about how the Batman movie sucks <laughs> they both like and she's Maggie Chung is like I don't know why they made three of these <laughs> what's the point but I kind of like Catwoman in it um I mean they they it's it's the other thing that's really interesting I think is like um the the crew's relationship with uh cinema and then uh mm -hmm. renee's relationship with cinema and then her yeah. relation like maggie chung's relationship with cinema all being very uh, I, I mean being very different there's a lot of stuff happening in between uh, um i i'm i'm thinking of like the 
I mean, when we get introduced to Rene, she he's like showing this uh, action movie tape that's like, oh, this is the movie I saw in Morocco, or you were in it, and right. it's like, um, uh, he he's <laughs> I don't know what he said. He said, oh yeah, you were like dancing, fighting, and dancing, uh, and it's <laughs> and she's like, yeah, but all of that is just a stunt woman <laughs> doing the work. Yes. It's not necessarily me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, she, and she's like, yeah, I, I mean, I like being in those action movies, but I don't do the action. So it's not like I, this is not the thing that I'm good at necessarily. Um, but at the same time, she, she's kind of the only one that kind of gets what Renee is trying to do. She's like, she is a fan of those like introspective movies in the same way or the, the one like Renee's has made before and that has been unsuccessful and the crew you got those like uh very militant producer that that have like have done those documentaries about like um uh you know the black and white documentary we see that's it's like um i can't remember the exact quote but it's like uh cinema as a revolutionary tool against uh uh against the proletariat um and then there's the other guy who's like, yeah, we're so far behind in France. We make those like introspective movies. But look at John Woo. Have you ever worked with John Woo? Right. Uh, <laughs> you get you get all these very different visions of like modern cinema, also the power of cinema as as. Uh, um, I like. I like that there's overlap though. Like the yes, the the Renee character and the character you're talking about, who's like talking about John Woo they're mentioning the same things yeah. about Hong Kong cinema that they like in very, in very oblique ways, but like they're saying a lot of the same things. And I think that that's an interesting choice that is made to like, to, to highlight these different aspects of what these people are reacting to. Um, yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. Anyway, I, I didn't mean to interrupt your point. Um, but no, yes, no, 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 no. Uh, really yeah. my point i think i, I yeah. just I, I just a lot of those intersections are very interesting and a lot of like um i mean the in, interstitial of like that movie um uh, that those two crew members made before uh mm. really feels like one of the the highs of the movie i mean that whole scene um so you yeah. have that first day of shooting what you talk about yeah. where she, he's like Renee gives this big speech and then and then I think the assistant director is like yeah she does nothing in this scene it's, <laughs> and he's like Renee's like yeah I feel I felt like I had to say it anyway <laughs> she's like, I don't think she understood a single thing he said like, no probably not <laughs> um, I mean yeah, and then they, I mean, they finished this first day of shooting and then they watched the dailies. I, th- I don't know if it's the first day, but it's like in the early days of shooting and they watch the dailies and yeah. Renee's like, this is completely awful. But also, it's it's like they're remaking the whole idea is so funny by itself. It I mean, is. they're remaking this like 1915 serial, but they're making it in black and white and silent. Like, what's even the yeah. point of what they're doing? <laughs> like he, yes, it's like uh, uh, in the context of what they're actually making the uh, is it 
the Zoe character is correct. You're just doing the you're just doing the exact same thing, but with a different actress. Um, like they're not adding anything to it. And I I even it's even worse than that actually because he's saying that he doesn't want her to do expressionism. He's saying that he wants her to do it naturalistically, which yeah, because that's what the the original is. Like I watched a little bit of the original, uh, just I mean to get an idea of what's happening there. And it's true that it's. I mean, it's interesting for the time because it's not yeah. over-expressionistic. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's an interesting like um, artifact. I, I, I kind of, if if I had more time, I maybe would have watched, I would have liked to watch more of it. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's like surprisingly like watchable. Um, but um, yeah, it, I mean, the whole the whole thing with him is that he kind of realizes that there's really no point in rem- in doing what he's doing. It's just not like there's nothing there. And then he's like, "Yeah, I brought this actress that I think is incredible all the way, and she has really nothing to do in it. There's nothing that she can do in this production other than being the fine actress she is. But she can't like give him mm-hmm. any more life than." Um, it's not gonna. It's never gonna be better than the original because they're they're right. just remaking something so close. It. I mean, it's like that Psycho remake from like uh, yeah, like uh, the nineties. I think uh, that's just like which a shot for shot remake. Which is like yeah, um, yeah. That's funny actually. That that yeah. Um, no, that's exactly what it is. It's that it, yeah. It's the. It's the remaking something because you can. Yeah, and they, you know, and again, you know, I really like the industry stuff of like, uh, the canal came to me. Yeah, <laughs> came to me, and yeah, you should do it. And she, he was like, hey, yeah, I'll do it if I can have her. And <laughs> you're the reason I'm doing it. And then you realize what's the even point of doing all this. Um, it, yeah, and then um, yeah, he, he watched the dailies. He's like, it's shit. Uh, they're all like, hey, it's fine, whatever. <laughs> we're, we're not even, we don't even care about what we're making. Like, no one in that crew cares about Les Vampires. Right. <laughs> just yeah. one of them that's like, I watched two episodes to just kind of get it, but I don't really like. It's it's such a artifact, and it's like kind of, mm-hmm. um, it's it's really, un like I mean it's, it's like uninteresting to them. Like even <laughs> later we have a. Uh, when the director gets replaced by um, Jose Morano, the replacement <laughs> director, you get him like just falling asleep with a book about it and watching it just on his couch because it's too boring for him. Um, so, I mean, yeah. After the dailies, they she goes to like this dinner where you learn that the costume designer is a lesbian and she's into her. And they have this like, uh, I mean, it's it's a it's a really fun scene. It's I, I really like that part. There's like a lot of conversations happening. There's a lot of life give being given to these characters. It feels very like um, familial in a way. Uh, yeah. And Maggie like fits in, uh, but also it's like, oh, it's not the first time she's done this to join a crew that all know each other, and it's not the last time she'll do this. She's so like gracious in her presence. And it's like uh, uh, she integrates the whole thing so well because it's just like part of her job at this point. Um, uh, you do get the the conversation where when the um, 
the other woman tells Maggie that Zoe isn't to her. It's like, do you like girls? <laughs> like very aggressively, do you like having sex with girls? And Maggie's yeah. like, I don't know. It's very yeah, she she's she's like she's very um, blushy through the whole thing. There's no um, uh, there's no real uh, uh, answer there. Um, yeah, it um. I was trying to come up with like a word to describe this, but I, uh, I, I kept coming back to like early college feeling, um, and that's kind of the feeling you get from a lot of these people is like people who are still in like that, like they're almost stuck in that like feeling of um, being classmates with people, um, so they're like slightly awkward, but they're still very much adults, um, and that's that's the best thing I can come up with in terms of like how how they're they're navigating social interaction in a way that isn't quite it's not immature but it's also like very much like i can't possibly ask her you know i <laughs> what if she says no I'll, uh, there's like that kind of energy to it but it's not quite um it doesn't feel as uh it doesn't feel as big um to to, to any of these characters um it, it, but yeah, I really like the the vibe of that and the vibe of that party and the feeling of like this like circle of people that and they all feel like very natural um, people going to this party. It doesn't feel out of place, even though their age the age range of that party is very different, um, and their tastes in music and just hanging out seems to be very different. The Jessica character seems to be on a completely different planet than the rest of them in terms of how they party. Um, and yeah, I, I just really like the vibe of that whole sequence. Um, and then uh, the uh, the uh, motorcycle back. Um, yeah, I mean, we do get the little scene before the party. I, I kind of forgot, but I took note of it. That's like Maggie's just forgotten at the set. And then yes. Zoe picks her up. And that's when she invites her. Uh, to the party, uh, but it's a, it's a very very sweet little scene um, of the two of them. But it's a very like, oh yeah, all these people are just going to work, and they kind of just forgot Maggie there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, I do also really like that the I mean the, the it's a very it's a very classic song that plays at the party when they put on one song and then the, the older man is like, turn it down. Turn it down. <laughs> turn it down. It's like a, a I mean, a, a Bonnie and Clyde song, very appropriate for, for, a, mm -hmm. um, very appropriate for a movie. Uh, sort of for people that work on a movie set. Um, yeah. And so after that, she leaves uh, and comes to the hotel, gets to the hotel, and he has notes from. She has notes from Renee, who's like, "Come to my place, uh, or just call me." And then she calls him, and Renee tells her to to come to his place. And you get there, and it's like <laughs> you just get domestic violence being covered up by the police. <laughs> this is yes. this just literally happens, and it's like it's treated so normally. It's very, it's very. <laughs> weird i mean it's like um i mean there's the it's it's like the celebrity of it all right it's like the yeah. the um 
like René is a well-known French director, uh, respected French director. He's, I mean, they wouldn't arrest him, I guess. I mean, they tell his wife to go sleep at a hotel because he was violent. They gave him like tranquilizers, basically, and he, and and uh, and it's like okay. And then the police is like, oh yeah, I'll need you to sign a waiver. And then the, I think the producer she goes like, uh, we we want to treat this all on the down low. And the policeman is like, okay. And then she just leaves. It's it's very fucked up. Um, I, I don't know how much it's supposed to be fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I don't know how much of it is like a portrayal of like French male directors being awful or like just like uh, being a celebrity, being protected mm-hmm. or just domestic violence not being treated as seriously as it is. It just feels a little, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I don't know if how to get to read that scene specifically. It's um, I think it is. I think it is like just the classic slice of life. Like it is. I think it's meant to be slightly elevated. There's a degree of like dark comedy underlying this movie to some yeah. degree. No, for sure, for uh, sure. It's like a there, yeah. there's there's it's like a. I mean, it's more comedy than drama. It yes, feels like, yeah, um, and and it does feel like, oh, uh, this is just this is just how it happens, I guess. This is and it yeah. and it feels so, even if some of the details might be incorrect or not how it would happen, it feels very lived in and very well observed. Um, and so we're not through um, Maggie's. POV for the entire movie, but it feels very much from an outsider's POV. Um, and I think that that helps with this. Like, I think we're meant, yeah, I think we're meant to feel disconnected. I like disconnection, I think, is one of the major themes of the movie. If I had to pick one, you know, these characters are disconnected from the movie that they're remaking. Uh, Maggie is disconnected from a lot of the people that she's working with. Um, the director is disconnected from his crew because of an age difference, and so and so on and so forth. The uh, I think it's the first AD who is just um, completely just has it out against uh, Zoe. Like again, just levels of like disconnection. Um, and I guess like the inverse of that is like Maggie feels complete connection to her character. Um, but she doesn't feel it anywhere else during the course of this movie. Um, and I, so I guess like that sequence is like, we are disconnected from the, the reality we're being presented of, Oh, this is just how French police treats like yeah. you're saying, celebrity, how they treat, you know, art or, our or members of the artistic community in Paris, I would assume specifically. Um, but I guess France in general. Um, so yeah, um, I think it's doing a lot of things at once there. That sequence, like, and it kind, it's it's kind of like holds the movie together. I think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the 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 specifically the part I mentioned before of like when he tells her like you're the reason I wanted to make this, but now it's I'm kind of regretting it because there's nothing for you to do in this. It's like already a failure, um, and he never goes on set again after that. Um, yeah. 
Um, yeah, he's yeah he's immediately off to a clinic or something. Um, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, and then Maggie goes back to the hotel and just becomes Irma Vep for a second. She puts on the yeah. cat suit. She goes steal the jewelry from a woman in in the hotel. Um, and well, I wasn't sure if she was a person working in the movie or not until no. I, I mean, the way she she's just like. I mean, she's the conversation, right yeah, she's just like her lover got her the hotel room and told her to come to 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 come to France. And she's like, uh, um, she's like, yeah, I've come. When are you going to see me? Like, I've, it's probably she's probably like a mistress or something. That's the, that's the way I really was reading it. And she's just having this whole conversation. And uh, Maggie, who's like in full in revet mode and the scene is shot. This is the only scene that's shot in the way that like a, a modern Les Vampires should be set. Um, mm. It's like it, ha- it it uses kind of the almost the same camera angles, but it really uses like the color, the effect, the sound. It's right. it's a uh, it's like a, a little snippet of like what could have been that's happening there, and like the performance that like Maggie is full on like her character and uh, Irma Vett between there's no difference between Irma Vett and Maggie for yeah. that that little stretch of time I mean she get and she gets a necklace and then just throws it away and falls asleep and then the next day she can't she can't wake up uh, so when Zoe comes to pick her up yeah yeah it um it, it makes the movie very much like a, a remake of the of the, of the of the serials um yeah um it's a i I really like that i like that it like it it's like a music video at first like it very much felt like a like a something you would see on mtv in the 90s yeah Yeah, um and then it goes into that sequence and i think it's yeah it's just it's very interesting and i think after that is where i began to feel kind of what we were describing earlier on um, there's still like interesting things going on. I do. I don't know if it's right after this, because she has the. Um, is it after this where they have the sequence where she sleeps in? Um, you no, know, it's it's that morning that Zoe is like yeah. she's sleeping in, and then Zoe's like kind of has to barge in the room to wake her up. Yes. And then they show up to the set where they're doing the stunt of uh, where the stunt woman is like. Uh, uh, like climbing on the side of the building, um, yeah. and like, and she get those comments. Oh, you have to be more, uh, uh more uh, animal. Uh, yeah. is is the way? I mean, I, I, I like said feline, which was yeah, but the, yeah, no, it's. I mean, when we watch French movies it. on, uh, when we watch French movies on Criterion, they, I can't remove the English subtitles. Um, yeah. uh, so I'm always like, oh yeah, this is what they they said. But I mean, uh, feline makes sense kind of in the co- in the movie context. But right. like the word is really animal. Um, mm-hmm. and, it, it does, and it, but like animal is just like such a universal. I was like, yeah, exactly. Okay, that's very, <laughs> that's very different. Yeah, um, yeah. no, exactly. <laughs> um, out to me, but um, yeah, and then we get um, it's it's like the the uh, the translator. Telling Olivia Sayas that his script could have been better if he used feline. Yeah. 
It does. <laughs> it feels it does like that. That, that, that's the one line that feels like that. Some stuff is sometimes I'm like, I know this is not how I would have translated that. And like, I'm yeah. not sure about the, but I don't know. I guess uh, I'm not a translator. Well, I guess it kind of works. I mean, it kind of works for the theme of the I mean, movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Not, not that sentence, but I, I feel like there's yeah. a couple of st- sentences in this in this movie where I'm like, when I'm, I didn't take note of them. I, sh- I feel like I should mm-hmm. uh, next time we watch something in French, but um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I f- there's stuff so, there's stuff that I wouldn't translate in the same way. But also like, mm-hmm. I'm 90s French French is a little different from my French. It's just right. Uh, I mean, the the some, yeah. sometimes some uh, subtlety is is a little lost in the tradition, but but I feel like that's always the case. Um, yeah. I mean, anyway, sure there was when, when we talked about um, the 60s French movies years ago now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there, there were also a lot of very, very big differences there as well. Yeah, um, um anyway, I was, um, the actor who she's, um, um, uh, practicing with, not that's not the word, rehearsing with, yeah, uh, who plays like the hypnotist. Um, I do just want to point out this little bit where they're, they're, auditioning and he's he's like breaking constantly and i love that like maggie just sells in her performance that she's like okay what are we doing yeah, yeah. <laughs> are, we, are we rehearsing or are we not and i love that she's the one thinking that and he says this thing about working on a japanese set um and i just love that like again the disconnection between the thing that he's saying and the thing that they're doing he's the one who's constantly breaking and like I'm done rehearsing and now I want to go back to rehearsing. And he's talking about how the French, the Japanese set, they were like, they were like the military. They were so regimented. (laughs) They were so, (laughs) they were so ready and just, uh, and he's like, and then he's like, okay, now let's go back to it. Let's go back to re to doing the scene again. I just, that moment stood out to me. And that's, I mean, you get back to back moments like that because you first get the moment with, is it him also where it's like, um, or is it another guy where she has a conversation with the John Woo conversation? It's like, yeah. oh, have you been in a movie with John Woo? No, not really. Uh, how do you like playing those action movies? I don't particularly because I'm not in them that much. Uh, I don't do the action stuff, uh, which dissociates me. And then uh, he's like, uh, we're so, we're so, uh, we're we're still not up to date in French cinema. We're doing movies that no one likes. Uh, it's still like self exploration movies. We're basically still nif- making French New Waves movies. Nothing has yeah. changed, and it's all financed by the French government. Uh, look at like John Woo. Look at Arnold Schwarzenegger. Look at Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> That's an example he uses, <laughs> which are very funny uh, to be talking about like Arnold Schwarzenegger in '96. <laughs> Yes, it's, and also it's it's like yeah. already outdated, you know. Yeah, it's completely. It's also like that's not even. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I Terminator that. Two is ninety. Yeah, and I guess it would make more sense if this was like um, Brazil or something. <laughs> like, there's sure. certain countries where Terminator Two didn't come out till like 1995, but I. I, I don't think that that was France. I think France yeah. got Terminator 2 rather 
<laughs> relatively quickly, I think. Maybe I'm incorrect here. Um, there was a guy in the very, like, in the first scene of the movie wearing a Terminator 2 shirt, but, like, I would wear a Terminator 2 shirt on a French film set if I was working on one. Um, so, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's it's a very, it, I mean, all the John Woo stuff being yeah. just set at her, and then the Japanese set stuff that where it's like, oh, it's run like a like a machine. Yeah, uh, it's all su- I mean, it's all super racist, right? It's like, oh, yeah. she's she's kind of just, uh, I mean, she's she's the Asian actress, so she gets to hear what all these white people think about Asian, like like uh, mm-hmm. the beauty of Asian cinema and the beauty of Asian uh, filmmaking, uh, it's very, it, it's, it's, uh, it's really, ridic- yeah. I mean, it's ridiculized. Like all those, like in Bozo's moments, the guy talking at her looks like the biggest idiot. It's, it's, yeah. it's, um, uh, it's well, pretty, it's director, pretty funny. Even the director at the beginning, who was like, yeah, yeah, I mean, the director, yeah, he's, see, but like that film we see is not, it's clearly not like, the highest grade Hong Kong film. <laughs> it's clearly like a very oh, yeah. like low budget kind of weird like super. I mean, also it's filmed right. It's like yeah. a it's it's like a uh, it's not even a real. It's like a f- a filmed version of the real. Like um, yes. so so when I was younger, you I would go to Lebanon and we would mm. uh, go to dvd stores oh. and we can we could buy like like stores like actual stores and we yeah, would buy yeah. uh um like every, dvds were like less than a dollar so we would buy like right. 20 of them and watch whatever and like some of them were like I, I don't know we could watch old movies that's how my dad used to watch movies when he was younger like on vhs tapes and all that um but i would get like a DVD of Iron Man while I was still playing in cinema, and it was just like a guy shooting, like a guy filming yeah. Iron Man in cinema, and you, I would just like go and buy that. <laughs> this, this art form is not dead, but it is better when you get it on a disc or a tape. Yeah, getting that online through a um, <laughs> through a torrent is like, well, yeah. What do I expect? But like, no, that's that's that's. Mm, mm, I remember getting like a old harry potter dvds from thailand that were like that um that was that was a fun time uh, i remember yeah. speaking about that i just i remember i was supposed to go to the theaters with my friends to watch green lantern when it came out uh and then and then i call my friends the day off and they're like anywhere i was like you guys still want to go they're like no we just found it on put locker and watched it it was filmed. Uh, we're not gonna go see it in tears. I'm like, okay, I'll do the same. <laughs> I hung up and I just watched <laughs> Green Lantern on Putlocker with like oh, a guy's God. head in the corner. <laughs> yeah, Putlocker, exactly. Uh, those were the days. So, yeah. Anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, the, yeah. The copy of the movie. It's it's all like blue light. It's like. It's all shot in the theater, like for yes. sure, shot in the theater in that way, uh, which mm-hmm. is very funny. Um, uh, I didn't even I mean, notice that, but that's perfect. Yeah, um, I just the, assumed that was VHS artifacting, but yeah, that, that um, yeah. I, um, I mean, I, I feel from the color that it's like, oh yeah, it's shot. Yeah, because it's shot in the theater, you don't really get good colors. Um, yeah, and you get that like, yeah, yeah, you get like that weird light. Uh, refraction or whatever that is. 
Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, I, and then we get to like the the sequence where he's been like, where the director's been sent off to the clinic. And it's just I mean, like, I mean, yeah, you you kind of get through conversation that like, okay, Rene never showed up. He's never showed up. Also, we didn't talk about that. Rene is played by Jean Pierre Leo, uh, yeah. which is um, which we've talked about a long time ago on this show uh, because he played as uh, uh, the main character of um, of uh, uh, Antoine Douanel in the François Truffaut movie 400 Blows and in yeah. the series of François Truffaut movies like he mm-hmm. he's one of those like he's he's like I mean he was in the initial wave of the, in the initial French new wave there's like something very so on the nose of having him play uh, this director who's kind of still living in the past. Um, uh, It's it's very perfect casting. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, even though I didn't place him in me, it's like, okay, I know this guy. I know from something. (laughs) So, like, yeah, it's... um, And he, he, he fits the vibes perfectly. He doesn't feel like a caricature of any specific guy which makes sense because he probably worked with all of them um and he yeah he sells that like director who's slightly out of time uh vibe perfectly um uh, yeah um but so yeah you, you get the conversation where like everyone's talking on the set about what's happening right now, and they're like okay uh leave don't come in tomorrow uh or this is the schedule for tomorrow and there's like show up 7 a.m and then there's nothing <laughs> i really like that little detail yeah <laughs> where they're talking like to they're talking about no no look it says 7 a.m show up right <laughs> and then he, they look at it it's like there's nothing after that uh, <laughs> um but during that same sequence you you learn that uh lore who's uh, the stunt woman. Um, yeah. I got a call and from. One uh, the, and, and one of the other, I think they call them vampire vampires. Yeah, like one yeah, of yeah. The other, she's, she's one of the other... vampires. Um, yes. So, so they're called vampires, which means vampires, uh, but they're not vampires. They're just it's just right. the name of the gang. And Irma Vep is an anagram for vampire, which the movies show in a very yeah. like on the nose way. Uh, it's very, it's, it's, I don't know if that's in the original Les Vampires, probably, right? Uh, probably. And I imagine in 1916, you said, uh, yeah. or whatever the movie says, I imagine that was very shocking. <laughs> um, uh, so, so yeah, she, uh, Laura goes and she has a meeting with uh, the guy we learn is going to be the new director, Jose Mirano, who's like just this old French, like a grumpy guy who's like, why did he bring this Chinese woman? Like just a, just a shitty racist guy. That's like, that's like, he doesn't give a, doesn't care at all about uh who's just like okay i guess i have to do this project because my friend is ill maybe i don't really want to do it uh but if i'm gonna do it it has to be french french um, yes even though it's <laughs> even though it's a silent movie <laughs> yes, it's, um... <laughs> it's, it's super secret. ridiculous it's it's it's, it's very... co- yeah um <laughs> it, it feels like a real like 
again, you know, this is exactly how this would happen. It, it feels it feels very accurate um, to me. Um, and I like the little detail of like uh, my uh, what I don't remember the exact words he says, but like my uh, my state my state funding is is going up in a little bit, so I might as well take another job I might as well, because my um my no my assistance is is expiring. So yeah, whatever. <laughs> like it's yeah, very yeah, much it's, he, yeah. He's just taking a job. He doesn't care. Um, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> the whole scene, he he's just like. Uh, then you get the scene of him just like sleeping while Le Vampire is playing on the TV yeah. and he has a book about it in his hand that's like just on his lap while he's just snoring. It's very funny. Uh, this guy is really ridiculous. Um, yeah. he He's another of those... Um, I mean, he... Uh, he's like a, a Italian actor, I think. Uh, with like a very long career, I don't know if he wasn't something uh, uh, specific. That's that's like um, I'm just looking at his filmography. Nothing, nothing particular. Uh, oh, he's yeah, in he's in the um, uh, so so he's in Beware of the Holy Whore, which is a oh. Fassbinder movie, uh, which. Uh, 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 sorry, Asayas has said it was a big inspiration for this movie. So the two movies that are that are referred as like the big inspirations are that and uh, Day for Night. Uh, I guess La, La, La Nuit Américaine is the French name of the Truffaut movie, which is a Truffaut movie we did not watch when we did that episode. But I feel like it's one that if we did another episode on him, it's the one I would want to do. Uh, so maybe we'll get to it at some point. Uh, but he says, like, even though there's like some resemblance with Day for Night, uh, Beware of the Ho- Holy Whore is the one is the movie that inspired him. So I guess this makes sense that he sh- he he uh, he cast the star from that movie to be the other director. <laughs> um, yeah, he seems like a good fit. Just I think we're looking at the he, same. He plays the asshole. Yeah. He, he plays the asshole yeah. director pretty well. It's pretty funny. Um, yeah, I mean, I, again, I, it, yeah, it, it feels like a very lived in commentary <laughs> on this kind of person, um, to me. So, yeah, yeah. um, so you get, oh, uh, yeah, you get the final Maggie scene where her and Zoe are in a cab, they're going to the rave, um, and then Maggie at the last minute is like, Yeah, I'm fine, I'm going home. And Zoe is really disappointed because, I mean, she has a big crush on her. Uh, She's very attracted to her. And Maggie's like, I mean, Maggie just makes the decision. She's like, yeah, I guess I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to sleep with her. That's, that's the decision that's made. It's not really about the rave. It's about. Yeah. Well, and also, you know, when, when we get to the next scene, I took it as, oh, she's just like, she's, leaving i mean yeah she's done she knows she knows she's leaving she knows she's not gonna uh i mean it feels like she miscommunicated but yeah she's she uh you don't get any scene of her learning that she's not gonna be in live up here anymore uh it, it just like it just all happens in the background um but yeah you get the final zoe scene where she's like she looks disappointed she goes to the rave she takes a pill 
gets in there. I mean, the rave looks pretty fun. I would go to that rave. Uh, yeah, I I thought that as as I was watching, it's like, oh, Eric Eric would go to this. <laughs> oh, um, you uh, you want to see a good rave scene or excellent rave scene? The best one I've seen in a long time. I went to see uh, Return to Soul. Um, oh. Another, it's like a French Vietnamese movie that I I, I didn't I didn't know that going in, but uh, incredible like rave scenes and that so. Highly recommend. I mean, good, really good movie in general. But if right, you have yeah. a chance to go see it, if anyone has a chance to go see it in theater, is really worth it. Um, so, yeah, you, you go back to the set, and it's like the the first day with uh, Mirano as the director, and uh, and it, and you get the producer, the black producer from the beginning of the movie. That's like there. He's like, oh, yeah, I got her first class ticket back to Hong Kong. And then the other, and a woman comes to him and is like, yeah, she left. She's in New York now. She's meeting with Ridley Scott for She's a role. Really- <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's, it's like the perfect director to use in that moment, right? Yeah. Like- <laughs> yes. Exactly. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um yeah um it's then, like a it's a name that hold i i yeah. love that it's a name that holds up you know it could have been like i don't know right who could, well, i mean it's a very steady it's a very yeah, steady yeah. director it would be you know if this movie was made in like the 70s you would probably say um i'm blanking on the name of this director you'd probably say lumet i think in the 70s sure. but yeah, uh, it's very much like, oh, that's a director who's never going away. He'll seemingly be making movies until he's like 99 years old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I feel like it would have been like, it would have been him or James Cameron maybe at that time. And sure. I just like the Ridley Scott as like the guy that does weird movies as well. Like, it's not yeah. they're not all hits, right? <laughs> Um, yeah, he'll, he'll he'll do stuff where it's like nobody was ever gonna see this, but you did it anyway. Exactly. Um, yeah. Um, and it's uh, again, it's just perfect for that act, actress and everything. Yeah, it's um, and then we get the like the like short film, like I said, something you yeah. definitely see in a museum. <laughs> so um, so so yeah, I mean, it's this feeling that's like, oh, uh, um. This is the only way that Rene was like, I can do something out of the footage we have. I can do, mm-hmm. so I can use what I can use, whatever like commercial remake we're making and maybe try to make some form of art out of it. And I, I, I kind of, I mean, it's kind of, um, hypnotizing like it it, it, it's very hard to look away at it and you kind of like really it it adds a layer of emotion like i I really like it as an ending i think it really works in the um like i said before uh his arc his like directing arc of like feeling of lostness and like he does this and that's he's like yeah i kind of there's nothing more like I, I'm not gonna make a six hours version of this like the original yeah. It's like okay, I got this three-minute thing, and it's like I, I it wasn't a waste. Uh, and then I'm gonna go on my little farm and just like chill <laughs> because yeah. you get a line of like Maggie where Maggie's like, yeah, I went to see him today. He's doing fine. He just kind of 
felt he was we were all wasting our time and he she just didn't want to finish it right yeah it's, um so i do especially after we sort of talked about this and like i now kind of like i have a full view of what the movie is it's a good way to like close the movie out um there's not really i can't think of a better way to actually yeah. end it um yeah because you can't end it with them like making the movie happily. The only other way to end it is to have them like be at the very beginning of the movie again. It's like you'd have to recreate the same scene and then have another actor centering. That's the other like ending that I would probably go with, but this is like a good way to like, just like close it out on something kind of interesting and visually distinct. Um, and I think it works on that level um, because I don't know how else you end this the story because the story is over you've sort of seen like this like i was saying uh you know what a modern very interesting very um distinct remake of armavep would be it they get all the essential beats of the um of the serial at least as far as what the movie is telling you is and is essential about the serial um and then it ends on this sequence that is very um interesting and kind of uh experimental um and yeah yeah it's a yeah very strong way to sort of end it all um yeah uh, i i think it's safe to say we both found this movie uh very enjoyable by the end. yeah yeah no i yeah uh, I, I think uh, uh in the end I, I really liked it i think it just doesn't hold its momentum but it's kind of like it mm-hmm. it ends like when the production ends, it kind of just becomes like messy interstitials, and I kind of yeah. I'm I'm really curious in how it how a remake of it can work to like make something that feels maybe more complete. Um, yeah, but I I, I, I kind of like the lostness of of yeah. the of the last few bits. Um, but yeah, I, I'm kind of curious. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. I'm still curious about the show. I don't know if I'll watch it, or I'll probably yeah. wait a bit before watching it just to have some space. Um, I would do. I, I think that's what I'm. I feel similar. I would have to assume that the show develops some of the other characters more. Um, that's the only thing I can think of because there's yeah. not a lot really to add. Um, and yeah, also, um, also. I don't know. Alicia Vikander is a fine actress, but she's no Maggie Chung. <laughs> she's, she's not, but I... So I do understand... I understand the choice after watching this. I think that there is specifically a focus on Scandinavian filmmaking uh, in recent years. It's not quite the same as Hong Kong. I don't think... I don't think but we can even... I think she plays American. I, oh, I had, I had no idea. I just assumed that they went with the same concept and that she's playing Alicia Vikander, but I don't know. Is she, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I read briefly the description and it was like, Oh, she's playing American, which is, which okay. is kind of, a kind of, a is, different, huh. uh, and interesting. Um, I'm, I'm kind of curious about the other, assassin movie, uh, he made with Maggie Chung, um, clean, uh, which yeah, is like, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is more like a, 
a straightforward drama with like drugs. Like she, I think she plays a junkie. Uh, it's just also like post their, their uh, post their divorce. Like it was, <laughs> they still made the movie together after their divorce. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of curious about it. I'm also really curious about um, the TV show Carlos, which is like uh, one that I've really wanted to see. Never haven't made the time for it yet. It's like a, Kind of like a Venezuelan, like a. I think it's supposed to be like a biographical, like thriller uh, around a terrorist in Venezuela. Yeah, uh, um, that, that's like one I've three, heard yeah, yeah, three movies kind of uh, uh, mm. thing. Um, it's yeah, inter- it's, yeah, I'm very. He, he has a lot of interesting work. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see more of it. I'm glad we watched this though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought it was yeah, particularly good. I didn't realize that this was him. I, I, I didn't okay. connect the name. Um, <laughs> so, uh, no, this, uh, yeah, this this makes sense to me. This this makes sense with the other, with Personal Shopper. And I don't, I think that all of his other movies have been on my list. Um, but yeah, he, um, there's a, it's not quite, again, like I said at the beginning, it's not quite uh, traditional French cinema, at least I think what most people would think of um, in a way that I, I rather enjoy. I think the sense of um, uh, not holding it up on a pedestal and being willing to like make fun of itself is uh, something that I quite enjoyed. Um, so yeah. Um, and I'm, I, I clean sounded interesting. Like you said, um, yeah. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> Uh, I guess a, I guess final thoughts or do we want to do plugs? Um, uh, yeah, no. I, I, let's let's do some plugs. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. I'm at Isir. Um Yeah, that's it. And if you want yeah. uh, see Maggie Chong play a v- comedy, <laughs> watch Police Story One because she's very mm-hmm. funny in that. With Jackie um, Chan being Jackie Chan. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, good times all around. Um, uh, follow me on Letterboxd as well. Just go to Eric's following, and then you'll find me in there somewhere. <laughs> probably, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, I guess uh, come back next time <laughs> i don't know um bye maybe, maybe next time we'll have a new name maybe not bye maybe <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>